You're here with Lou and Kevin on Bad Dinner Guests. Ooh, <laughs> I like that. It's very smooth. Well, I'm trying to be seductive. The, tonight. Yeah. To the to the hearing organ. Yeah. Oh. We're here to tuck you in. Because nah. <laughs> <laughs> in all reality, I'm the thing that bites in the night. Ooh. So I anyway... <laughs> It is crazy how much people are talking about Pokemon Go. <sighs> I know. Yeah, yeah I only spent three hours yesterday in a discussion that had a lot, of, a little too much Pokemon Go for me anyway. Fair enough. I've, I kind of use it as my cigarette break at work now. So that way I can milk the clock. Yeah. Most of the tasks that I do, I can get done within the time, and so I'm well, like well within the time, like half hour, forty five minutes to spare. Right. So I'll just kind of dick around on my phone to 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 procrastinate and and spread that proverbial paycheck butter a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, get get your little ten fifteen minutes. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, it's it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't see it as stealing hours because when my boss allots that amount of time for me, I have that amount of time to work. That's already in the budget. <laughs> yeah, I mean, break time is break yeah. time. I get it. Yeah. So I will say this. Uh, the one thing I like about Pokemon Go is it is keeping me off of Facebook. So mm. thank you for that. Um, wonderful. It's just I can't, I can't really – deal with it much. I mean, I've never been a big user of it anyway. Um, I fuck I pop, with it. I, pop, I know you do. I, I fuck Trust with me, it. I am well aware. There's not a friend that you have on Facebook that doesn't know that you like to fuck with Facebook. <laughs> right. You, you could be on... Uh, actually, we should add that to... We, we need to do uh, a, a YouTube sketch of True Lives. I'm a... I'm, Addicted to Facebook, starring some alter ego you create, where you're actually just posting at the pace that you post. We'll get Nathan yeah. on too for Twitter. Nathan with his eleven thousand freaking tweets. You guys, you have a, you you might have a problem, but it's okay because we all have lots of problems. So we do. That just might be one of them. But well, and you know the the silver lining is I still take time to do the face to face thing with people. Right. So, I'll give you, I will give you that. I, I don't just, you know, gloss over. I don't, you know, I talk about, like, I might be like, yeah, man, I caught this fucking rare thing on Pokemon. Yay me. Yeah. But then I'll be like, oh, so did you hear about that shit in this place where stuff happened? I don't want to, you know, the thing that jumped to my mind was, uh, was Nice. Oh, yeah. And then... Um. I hear there's a yeah. lot of talk for uh, truck regulation now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm... Sorry. Exactly. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, just, you I'm know, spoons make people that. fat. But, yeah. I just... Uh, it was sickening to me how once... Like, we've gotten to the point now where they're so regular that we're... The bodies aren't even cold. And, yeah. we're, and we're using and we're pushing it as, propaganda. Yeah, we're pushing it propaganda along. So it's... I'm of the mindset where if you want to be upset about the joke that I just told, well, then get upset at all of your politicians for using this on their platform. If oh, yeah. it's okay for them to use it to try to to try to bypass my logical thinking and use my emotions to trigger a reaction, then I'm, I'll be damned if I'm not going to use it to crack a joke and break that dumbass tension that's been created. Very well put. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's sorry. it's it's. No, because I get it. That's they're playing the psychological. Yeah. 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 And that's why you know I because I, I I made that joke earlier and someone got kind of not really in my face about a it. Butt hurt. So I, yeah, somebody got a little butt hurt about it, and I was just and I made that explanation, and the retort was just kind of whatever, man. It's just thoughtless. I'm like, okay. All right, that's. Yeah. I, I know when I've, I know when to walk away from it from a yeah. discussion. 
but I, yeah. There's no real winner in that. There's no real yeah. winner in that discussion. In that, in that anyway, debate. Yeah, I'm not necessarily saying I'm right, but, but right. it's sort of my statement on, like, you know, if the politicians are up there making crude jokes about this, it'd be way too soon, but it's yeah. okay for them to use it to, to play the heartstrings to, from it. Yeah, to, to push pr propaganda. Exactly. To force you into p calling for legislation you may not want or to right. push you into, yeah, protest mode and this and that. So I feel like one of the only ways you can bring light to it is to make a really crude right. joke and have someone get offended and have someone call you out. And then as you're explaining yourself, then boom, that's your only chance to get your point across like hey it's right. bullshit because well, everybody's so tuned what? in now they don't it's so sad that freedom of speech is seen as a tool that well you shouldn't say it if it hurts people's feelings well freedom of speech isn't meant to protect popular thought it's exactly. it's obviously exactly you know and it's <sighs> It's really sad that people don't take that opportunity to start the discussion instead of just automatically jumping, you know, down each other's throats. Right. You know, I mean, you know, granted, there are some things that <laughs> push the limits to with what one can take, undoubtedly. But those are probably... Those are I, I think those are rare, few and far between occurrences. I'd hope at this point. So, not to I I got us off on a little bit of a tangent there. You did. So I, I don't want to take up much in the way of when like a week or two ago you weren't wanting to discuss really any of the violence. Oh yeah. I'm kind of with you on that one. So I'll right. I'll, I'll leave. I'll leave it where it lies right now and turn it back over to you for, because you have a very interesting topic that, well, you know, you know, we've put in the way that uh, Pokemon Go has hijacked Facebook. I was looking into uh, some actual skyjackings from the 1950s and 60s. This whole D.B. Cooper, uh, FBI closing the D.B. Cooper file this last week. I'm a little interested. I mean, uh, you don't really think about things that happen necessarily that involve that, you know, the history of skyjackings in America. And sometimes people hijack these planes for political reasons, trying to seek asylum in Cuba. Yeah, that was the most interesting thing I found in the research was some of the reasons behind it. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't, wasn't cut and dry at all, honestly. There was a, a lot of variety there. Oh, yeah. I think the most frightening one I learned about was Southern Airways Flight 49. There was uh, 31 people on board, and the hijackers used pistols and hand grenades. Jesus, thank, that that's terrifying. A hand grenade in a pop can that's flying above the earth at 150 plus miles per hour. Jesus Christ, what the fuck? That what? What? Yeah. That that's 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 terrifying. That is truly some terrifying shit. It's it's. I mean the con yeah the concept on its own is pretty terrifying. Right. I, I, to be honest, I. Um, can depending on the flight, I've been scared on flights that weren't hijacked. You know, I've been scared because of turbulence. Like, yeah, because of <laughs> turbulence. Or when I lived down in Florida, you know, there's a there's a tropical storm several hundred miles away. We might have some crazy wind tonight, and I'm like, right. huh? What'd you just say? Right. Uh, so, uh, and w the other thing I noticed that was very <clears throat> interesting about the history of hijacking uh, was sort of the pace that it happened. It was very they didn't happen in the United States for, you know, the first about 30-so years of hijacking occurrences. There was a big push in the 60s and 70s where yeah. was, that was where the majority of them happened. And then you saw it really dwindle again in the in the 80s and 90s. And then... With the creation of Star Mar uh, Sky Marshals. Yeah, and then 9-11 happened. 
and it has never once happened again. And previously to that, I think it had been seven years before anything had happened. Right. Before that. So there was a really, really big gap before the one big one, because that's the one when you think, I'm sure if someone's asked, when when you think of American, uh, you know, airplane hijackings, what's the first, that's got to be, I would imagine, the first one that pops, once you hit us, if you hit a certain age group, then D.B. Cooper. Well, I, you know, honestly, I would think it would, it's such a fresher wound that hit more people than D.B. Cooper, maybe. Well, absolutely. D.B. Cooper didn't really... He didn't kill anybody. anybody. Yeah, he just yeah. he just got away with some money. Yeah, insured money. I mean, so, not not to say that you know it's right. I mean, it's just you know it's, it's a lot less wrong. That's 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 goes without. There saying. wasn't. Yeah, yeah. You can't really compare the two mass murder to stole a few hundred thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Uh, couple really. It was like two hundred grand, I think. Yeah, exactly. So it's one of those things. It's just it's it's insane. It's it's even crazier when you go on to think about how uh, DB Cooper was never apprehended. Yeah, well, you I mean you have a theory about that, though, don't you? Um, if you don't, you know, maybe. Yeah, I think you. I think you do. If not, I have one that we could entertain that I've heard. I don't. I don't adhere to it, but I like the idea. That it was a uh, FBI agent exposing holes in flight security. Um, well, go a little bit, uh, elaborate a little bit on that. I, you know, as far as so false flight operations. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you you think? It kind was? of. Yeah, a sort of a project. North Northwood kind of deal. Yeah. Um, okay. That well, document's been around for a long time. Yeah, it has, and it. So I mean, time wise, definitely before seventy one. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say it would. It would have to have been. It would, couldn't have been still Project Northwood at that point. No. It, it would have. It would have changed names, but so the problem that I have is. You've discussed this. We discussed the possibility of this. Um, uh, we talked about this episode, and I listened to uh, a Clyde Lewis episode recently uh, about D.B. Cooper and it, who it potentially could be. And it sort of talked about this whole idea of you know Dan Cooper being uh, some sort of FBI agent that just sort of was figured out. He was his theory basically was he was a guy who realized he was going to be a patsy. And so he just decided to jump off the plane with the money, and nobody got hurt in this. And so, right. My, my problem with that is, and my problem with the idea that it could be some sort of false flag that that went right or went wrong is one. The why? Why would the FBI go if they're? Why would their cover up be? We're just going to continue to investigate this for another 30, 40 years. Oh, yeah, and, I mean, almost and then, 50. And then say, okay, and then we'll finally pull the plug and say, all right, no, we don't need this. So, I mean, what about that aspect of it? And I kind of have, have you ever seen The Wire? Oh, absolutely. It's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you going to ask me if I've seen Breaking Bad next? Oh, maybe. <laughs> have you? It's excellent. I haven't seen a show like this since The Wire. A <laughs> <laughs> little, yeah, little so, Family Guy reference yeah. in there, too. Um, but no, it's just, you see how they'll, they'll take a case, an open docket that kind of just can lead them anywhere. You know, Hey, you know, we have these, these, uh, threads to pull at in Louisiana, but we don't, you know, is there a way we can tie it into some, uh, DB Cooper stuff to get some DB Cooper funds into, into our case to put it back to relevancy. So... Okay, so what we're saying here, what put that that part of the theory, the the counterpoint to my point is is that yeah, you think they're just using it sort of as just like a, a front, just sort of like yeah, a front essentially, like sort you know, like a like Swiss a army, a Swiss army investigation, a Swiss army case, yeah, yeah. just put us, but we can let's put us wherever you need us, and we'll think yeah. of a reason why we can be there. We yeah, have a, we have a 
DB suspect. Yeah. Saskatchewan, so we'll be there. Right. Okay, well, the, you've, you've got me intrigued on that one, and I'm going to have to – I'm going to try to do some on-the-fly research here while, while you know – Okay. Well, we discussed some of these other weird historical story historical stories. What an interesting word choice I made. Yeah. I'm going to try to find some reasons to see if there's anything to support your your idea because at the off off rip I'm thinking, well, okay, that's this, an interesting it, conspiracy it's, it's, to throw out. It's interesting, yes, but do I think it's tangible at this moment? Right. Not necessarily, but I'm hoping that well, you, if you, you can just search oh. it if you want. I mean, unless you, you want me to. Uh, well, I was going to search it on, on my computer when uh, I have a keyboard, and fair know, enough. it's a little easier than the tablet. Fair um, enough. You're just, <clears throat> just sticking a freaking tablet in my face here. Like, sorry, okay. sorry, I'm trying to be accommodating. I can do it myself. If you no, well, Simon, you wanna, don't knock that bowl off the counter. Accommodating. Uh, did you tell me about? The uh, the ten year old boy hijacking did, did, is that one you came across in your studies? Because I cheated on this, uh, as you know. I had a busy day yesterday. Yeah, I didn't get a lot of time to do my research. But uh, no, sorry, I said ten year old. I said ten year old. It's the fourteen year old David Booth. I didn't. Who was not charged because age. Well, the quote is, to get it exactly right, U.S. Attorney George Klein of Lexington, Kentucky, declined to prosecute Booth, saying the federal government did not have facilities to handle prosecution of juveniles. So, mm. yeah. But that was as much <laughs> as I got. And it's, you know, granted, I didn't. I didn't have enough time to pull up any real articles. I just was doing a, uh, casting the widest net I could there to try to gain some statistical Cause, yeah you had you were wanting to find a number a, a number you know for the the number of hijackings in United States history and I that number in the limited time we had I could not find so the last resort was finding a list and counting it up by hand so we came to 31 was was by my count okay uh, the number of hijacks on soil and so okay for, We'll, we'll bypass the fourteen-year-old in a minute, David Booth, uh, and I've got I've got a little list now of some uh, research to do over here. Tell me about one that you did do some research on. Which was the most bizarre one? Or what was there one that was more interesting than the rest? I know a lot of these were people hijacking planes on their way to Puerto Rico and ha Cuba. having them fly into Cuba. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, maybe there were. Uh, Allegedly, a lot of them were communists seeking asylum in Cuba. Okay. So they would hijack a plane to go to Cuba because there were no flies to Cuba. Yes. Okay. Because of political tensions. Yeah. Uh, that, so, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, but I mean, do you have, I mean, you've got, which one was your favorite? I mean, I, I've, well, I've seen Jesus. the notes, man. You're not, you're not I, short on material. I know, I know. I'm, not, I'm not short on material. I'm just saying, I mean, it's weird to, to say I had a favorite. I think the one that stuck out the most was uh, actually surprisingly not the D.B. Cooper case. It was, uh, I believe it's Eastern Airlines Flight 1320, 73 people on board. It was from... Newark, New Jersey to Boston, Massachusetts, and it was it was hijacked by uh, a man named John uh, John DeVivo. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. DeVivo demanded a stewardess take him to the cockpit of the plane, and in the cockpit, he proceeded to fight with the two pilots. <clears throat> excuse me, Captain Robert Wilbur. Uh, and uh, first officer James Hartley, he uh, DeVivo shot both men. He shot Captain off uh, Captain Wilbur in both of his arms once, and he shot James Hartley mortally in the chest, mortally wounding him in the chest. I should say. Jesus. Yeah, and then Hartley. 
First Officer Hartley proceeded to struggle the gun away from DeVivo, shooting him three times before he died. Holy shit. Yeah. DeVivo was down, but uh, not out. He kept trying to, to make plays at Captain Hartley, or I'm sorry, Captain Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> I could, I'm sorry, um, I yeah. Continue. I couldn't. Uh, Captain Wilbur was still, you know, flying the plane, but DeVivo kept making plays to try to get the pilot to crash. So the pilot took the gun and knocked out DeVivo with it. So that was the goal? The, yeah, the, the goal, goal was, was to just, literally was to, crash to crash it. it down. Yeah. That was like, there was, like, there were a couple of them that I found that were odd to me in the 70s. There was one, a man boarded a flight on its way to California. I, I can't remember where, let's say this. Okay, so he boarded a flight to California and hijacked the plane and forced them to fly him home to Arkansas uh, I don't remember where the plane took off from, but it wasn't Arkansas. So mm. uh, here essentially is a guy who all he really had to do, maybe he, was maybe the line was just so Arkansas. long or he was dicked around so much at the freaking register or at the uh, at the gate there that he just said, fuck it, I'm going to take this one into my, I got this. And, you know, <laughs> they're going to, a 20 hour layover my ass. We'll see right. about that. But there were some very odd, they, there didn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to half of these. Though. Yeah. There was the other one. It was just the, kind of copycats that yeah. had no real objective. Yeah. There's the instance. Bunch of crazy people. In 71 where it was just basically he just said, "I." the claim is that he was just influenced by what you had talked about, uh, people fleeing to Cuba for asylum. He, oh, I was, he was just influenced by, he's just a copycat. Right. He right. saw other people had hijacked airplanes, and he's like, well, dude, I could, you know. I, uh, why, you know, why not? Yeah, I mean, there, I think, what was it? Three to five of them post D.B. Cooper were attributed to copycats of D.B. Cooper. Wow. Um, so were they all attempted robberies? Some, yeah. Um, some would ask for money. And uh, some, I saw, I read one where they were influenced by D.B. Cooper and they were also influenced by another hijacking. So they asked for like, uh, it was some random, like $314,000 to where... They asked for, you know, they kept it in the hundreds of thousands because of D.B. Cooper, but then they also kept it like a really random number because of another hijacking. It's really, it's really weird how people get influenced by something happening like this, and they just think, well, fuck. I'm, that sounds like a fucking great idea. It's why it's I weird. get so upset I don't get it. about how our media portrays these big events. It's there are two ends to that because uh, as obviously we don't agree with censorship. Right. And so I'm not saying in any way like, Oh, we should be sheltered for, we shouldn't be seeing these things, but it's the way like when, when you hear 30 times a day on television, this is the largest mass shooting in American history. Like when you hear that and you're somebody who potentially has that issue and is a potential copycat, Right. It's not that pushes not the bar. Great. Yeah, it's not it really sets great the to bar. Me. It's not a great button to push. And again, like I said, it, I I struggle just with the very concept of that because I find myself on both ends of that spectrum. Where it's on one hand, I, again, I believe if you think it in your mind, you have the right to say it. But I also believe that the decision between what you do and don't say, you know, that that time does that does reflect. Yeah, there's a time, time and a place. place. And also, you know, that's what makes you, you, you know, we, right. we, we can't control the thoughts that come in our head, but we can control what we do with those thoughts. And so right. it's, it, I feel like I'm on both sides. Well, of the at least that's, that's what self-control is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I, yeah, I, I, that's the problem that I have with the media. Cause it's like, oh, on yeah. one hand you want to say freedom of speech. And on the other hand, you're like, well, six companies own 
all of 90% of media. So how free is the speech anyway that we're getting? And I just, I feel like I'm trapped in a little box. Not much at all. I mean, you think, how many times do you see news intros that literally have product placement within the product placement of the, of the show itself? Oh yeah. I, <laughs> you know, yeah, you'll they're selling, see they're selling the show You'll see this. within a commercial of, of a product. Yeah. Where you, where you see it most, where I see it most often is your local news yeah. and medicines. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, all of a sudden, you'll see a big story about it's flu season coming up, da 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 da. And next thing you know, you're watching four freaking Nyquil commercials, and like, holy shit! Oh my god! So I wonder who paid for the news today? You know? Oh uh, boy, that's a tough one. And then I'm crazy for saying these things are weird, right? You know, I'm like, yeah, that's weird, right? Well, and that's I mean, you need to watch, you need to you watch too much TV. You watch too much TV, man. Like you watch too much. I don't watch any TV. That's the point. I watch this little not this little TV, and this is what I this is what I walk away with. Yeah. And that's I. Oh my God! Speaking of product placement of commercials, I saw a great one during everybody's. Well, I I, I think she she's one of everybody's favorite murder writers, Angela Lansbury's Murder She Wrote. Oh man. And it was so funny. I, I couldn't help but think that the order of this, of this, of these two commercials should have been reversed, because the 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 commercial I saw was for active adult diapers, for the man in his forties or fifties who still wants to play basketball with his son. And then after that was a commercial for fiber. <laughs> I think. I think you're supposed to eat the fiber and then put put the adult diapers on for then. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Or, uh, or am I am I just you know too Boy Scout trying to be prepared all the time? I don't. Does I it take time to, for the fiber to kick in? <laughs> I don't. I've never used fiber. I don't know really how it works. <laughs> I can't pretend that I do. I may have found a lead to your little D.B. Cooper theory. I, again, I, I think I'm grasping at straws here, but it's our job to just kind of look through it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, see? But, okay, but see, this is the kind of stuff, and I'm going to show this on the screen because this is the kind of stuff that drives <laughs> me freaking nuts, man. This is the bullshit that we deal with as people that, uh, you know, don't always buy into the official story. And where did, what? And then an ad pops up as soon. That's like, Making me look like a sellout website. Uh, <laughs> where the heck did this just go? Let's go I'm back not more. sure. You saw what I was talking about. I though, did. Right? It had the picture. Well, and oh, I was actually about to throw into the uh, well, conversation. Here you go. Look at. There's a picture. And I'm sorry. You know anybody who will be listening to this later and not watching it, you're not going to see what we're talking about. But I will describe it best to you. This article came out less than a year ago. It's in 2015, and it's. <laughs> it's got a picture next to D.B. Cooper of a man who's probably in his 20s or 30s now. Michigan author thinks Grayling grocery store manager may be legendary skyjacker. There, this can't be the guy. This has to be the guy who thinks he saw D.B. Cooper. There cannot right. be. Well, and that's, it, it's so funny when you look at, like, it's the, 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 the description of D.B. Cooper and... Essentially, it's your average middle-aged white guy yeah. from the 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. Wore a tie, black suit and tie. Yeah, and he was dressed like a, a, man, a man in black. He was yeah. dressed like a FBI agent, I suppose. He's all just dressed like a guy who's going out on a business meeting as well. You know, there's... But I see what you're saying, and that's the problem a lot of times where where you get caught up is that you find like a whole bunch of circumstantial evidence that doesn't quite put a well, whole picture together. There are things like the, the fact that he jumped out of a plane suggests that he at least had some military training. I mean, oh, this was the 70s. You could potentially make the argument today that someone could hijack a plane and jump out of said plane 
and not have any military experience because that's a hobby now. People like to jump out of right. planes and hope that their heart doesn't explode. <laughs> or the that's shoe cool. doesn't break. That's cool, man. Live it up. I want to do uh, it once. That's I want to do it once, too, and it will be how I die. I want I, If I get to, like, 85 <laughs> and I'm still puttering around this freaking dump, I'm going to probably I'll start shitting myself and wearing diapers. When I, that, that'll be the point. It doesn't matter the age. When I have to pay someone else to wipe my ass, then I'm going to go skydiving, and I'm going to do it enough times to, to, go to by yourself. where I can go by myself. And that last time, there, I'm not pulling that fucking parachute. I'm gonna go out over. I'm gonna pay for some ocean one. If I can, if I, if I can allow, if I can be allowed to add a counterpoint, feed the fishes, baby. If 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 you can go by yourself skydiving. But when that compensate not being able to go to yourself to the potty? No. <laughs> no. I, I, no. And that's why, that's the hole in my theory yeah. is like, I'm, I'm either going to have to make a suicide pact with a, a skydiving instructor or I'm probably not, I'm going to have to find a different way. I'm not, I, I couldn't do the Hunter S. Thompson route though. I couldn't, I could never just like leave a, a bloody mess for my family to pick up right. while they're out playing in the yard. Oh but my God. I promise God. you that if I get to the point where I can no longer control when I piss or shit, oh my you better God. not leave sh- shit around me in the nursing home because my ass is going to get shit on it. I ask, no, I'm going to be fine. I'll be that, t- I'll be, <laughs> go back to fear and loathing. I'll be. Oh. I'll be the dude sitting in the. I'll be sitting in the bathtub listening to Jefferson Airplane, man, just like ready to go. <laughs> I got ready us, to check I, out. I really got us off off track there, but yeah, I, a really morbid path. I had to stop. Yeah, I'm having a good time. And that's the funny thing is, it might be morbid. Yeah, fun. Here I am, probably with the biggest smile I've had Maybe on my face all weekend. It, to me, these are fun to, fun things to joke about, and I, I'm. A sick bastard. That's fine. Kevin's can, defecating corpse. I can deal with that. You, you leave the munting <laughs> out of it. I, I wasn't gonna do that. I respect you too much. Yeah, but you, I was gonna have you, you did, cremated, and I was gonna and I was gonna grow a marijuana plant in your ashes, <laughs> like in that movie How High. <laughs> All right. So that, that back to where <laughs> we were going. I don't even know how to address that. Uh, We'll address that in our, in our post game and our debrief. <laughs> you got enough. I like the movie. Fine, but we're talking about, about skyjacking, not not movies. movies. We're not out here quoting movies. But what do you, what else do you have? Do you have another intriguing story? Well, actually, um, um, now that you uh, brought us back to topic, yeah, actually, first officer James Hartley was the first pilot killed from a hijacking in U.S. history. Oh, to go back to the John DeVivo case. Yeah, and DeVivo hung himself in prison before trial. Now, see, that was one that... It's interesting because you have a lone wolf. That fact alone, exactly, that fact alone would have made me look deeper into this one. Right. Anytime this someone kills quote unquote lone jail, wolf yeah. hangs himself before trial. I don't. Yeah. And what did your note say? His did it did it claim a reason? No. I don't think. I don't recall reading anything about mental illness. If you want to try looking for that. Well, I just I didn't. Wow, okay. He survived a suicide attempt at the age of 16. So, there, yeah. Yeah, he uh, definitely had some mental yeah. issues. Was, uh, yeah, you missed the... I missed yeah, some... The, the, uh, the mental yeah. illness, uh, yeah, definitely a factor again. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I hate Which to is be, a all-too-recurring theme if I you look at to, it. Yeah, I hate to be that guy who's running out of aluminum foil over here, but it just seems... Awfully convenient to me, and again, I, I, whatever, I use that term. That's the term I used. Yeah. Awfully convenient. Don't apologize for being yourself, Kevin. Always, there always has this sort of backdoor. I appreciate that. Always sort of this, to me, I feel like it's the backdoor to any and all legislation. Let's just, anytime anything happens, regardless of what the facts were, 
let's make sure we toss in the fact that this person was mentally unstable so that way any time at any point we need to deem someone mentally unstable in the future any threat that we have all we have to do is get a psychiatrist all we have to do is bring them in for a minor offense have them see a psychiatrist have that psychiatrist boom. write History. what we need and boom you can't own a gun anymore boom you can't you can't get certain jobs anymore that you know, but you also look at how there's actually one of the biggest conspiracies I've ever heard is how the FBI gets people to go out and do things like sleeper cells and essentially I, I, I want to say I heard this on coast to coast years ago and essentially this idea is that UFOs aren't real and people get abducted and that's like a part of the continuation of MK Ultra experiments to where people are are quote-unquote abducted given psychological programming and returned and the whole experience is meant to 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 seem like an alien abduction and because okay. most people don't yeah. talk about that no uh no like there's no in the conspiracy world that would be william cooper would be the main guy who i would say if you're interested in that theory, he's a guy to listen to because he was a former naval officer who had access to classified files. And when he first became a member of the truth movement, I don't think that's what it was called back then. When he first became labeled a conspiracy theorist, he was preaching about aliens and because he had seen the documents. He later would sort of... He would somewhat recant. His he would story. not somewhat recant it. He went all out a hundred and one eighty degrees, saying that he had convinced and he was convinced in his research that those files were put there purposely in front of him to see if he whose whose side he was on, mm. and that he or essentially for him to go out and because they knew that what kind of guy that he was, and that he would then go out and spread the lie. Moral test, not even the moral test. They they knew. They wanted him. His theory was that aliens are are fake, and they right. wanted him to spread the word D that aliens are real. Yeah, so that he he believed he was a puppet for misinformation. And the weird thing about That's him a is, show right there. he was shot to death in his own yard by undercover police that were posing as rowdy teenagers. So he came out to uh, he called the cops several times for a noise complaint. Walked outside to tell these what he thought were teenage kids to. Leave, leave, and be quiet. And yeah. they pull, and then he got in his truck, tried to run off. They chased him. He ended up somehow driving back to his house and having sort of a, a standoff with the with the uh, police and died there. Which was of of a several things that he ended up predicting that he was right about before yeah. he died. He predicted that that's how he was going to die. Which I either in what either validates him or if you're on the other side of it, you would say, well, okay, this is always how he was going to die because that's the way he wanted to do it right you know so you could use that either for him or against him he's a very interesting character in the world of conspiracy he is he, uh, i'm sure i've heard of him he has hours and hours uh, on youtube some people have taken the time to upload his entire shortwave radio broadcast oh there's something like a 130 episode called mystery babylon he starts at the beginning of the the inception of time he <laughs> talks about the occult history starting with ancient egypt and their religion, and then how it comes. Yeah, he starts from the beginning and goes all... I haven't gotten even close to, through it. it. That's crazy. It's a lot to take in. It's two to three hours at a time, and it's a lot. It'll, it'll kind of make your brain hurt a little bit. And, again, without your own back... Without your own research to supplement right. it, you really don't even know what you're listening to. Uh, kind of like here with us, but... Right. <laughs> Every time we try to go to Granny's house... We just were like, ooh, a path. <laughs> ooh, a piece of candy. Yeah. So, you about... Have candy? Uh, no, I don't have oh. any candy. About, about your, your our hijacking yeah. episode here today. This has been... We've kind of... This bounced around, around the block topics, a few times. And I, don't, and I don't mind it because it's... I think it's... I've been entertained by this conversation. I'm, I'm good with it. That's all that matters to okay. me. But, you know that. Yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a jerk in that way but what 
I, I want to talk about the hijacking elephant in the room, which is the odd the oddity of 9/11. And I, you know, it's been almost 15 years now. I feel like we can have an open, honest discussion where people shouldn't be screaming about other people being intolerant or rude or disloyal or un-American. But is did you not find it odd that there was this big gap both before and after? Not necessarily after. Maybe not necessarily after. But with the violations of well, our rights. But Well, you say not, <laughs> not necessarily after. Uh, where was that? We t- I showed you this earlier, but so to me, the yeah I get that. So we say that okay, security got better. Is that is that why? Is that why you're not surprised that hijackings happen afterwards? Is that well, no. I mean, you you have to consider the Patriot Act. Okay. I mean, if <laughs> if there wasn't, oh, man. The Patriot Act was terrible. It's been an, a constant battle yeah. with our rights, yeah, ever since its inception. And as far as events of nine eleven magnitude, we have been fortunate enough to not undergo something like that again. But in this post nine eleven society, you know. With the Patriot Act, that, that the whole Patriot Act thing was supposed to make it. Oh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna sign this Patriot Act, and uh, there ain't gonna be no more shenanigans. You know, that, that was a yeah. terrible George Bush, but I, it's just <sighs> such a disappointing president, disappointing leader. It's just it, it, the whole okay. time <laughs> era was just fucked. Okay, fair. That was that's off point. I thought I thought I think you were going somewhere, and mm. as soon as you brought up him, now you're off. Kind of sidetracked. A little yeah, bit. yeah. Well, that's Do you know where well, you're going with it. Well, no, not really. I mean, I did get sidetracked thinking of how disappointing you know <laughs> life was under George Bush. Right. But I think the most disappointing fact is when you think that nine eleven was a scenario that. Jit Cheney kind of hoped for. You know, two years ago, I mean, he, he essentially wrote an essay, and I'm not talking about, you know, our Hispanic friend Jose. You're watching too much South Park. Yeah. South Quit Park. Steal, stealing other people's jokes. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but anyway, he, he, he writes this document essentially saying that he's he needs or wants... I shouldn't say essentially saying, but there's a document saying that for military industrial complex growth in the Middle East, there needed to be a Pearl Harbor, Harbor event yeah. of this generation. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not not really a surprise. That shouldn't be news, I guess, at this point. I mean, right. some people might hear that and be like, ah, what? No way. But Dirty yeah, Dick Cheney. You're you're absolutely right. So where where you started going and where I will pick up and because it's right along the lines of where I wanted to go anyway was okay, well you say the Patriot Act was supposed to make us better. I I um <laughs> my bad. Um and I will use I have one example as an argument for and ex- for man, why I, man, I'm frustrated. I'm a little frustrated with you right now. My bad, dude. I mean, I was in the middle of talking. And you're like, here, read the. I know you're trying to talk into the microphone, but read what I wrote. It's important. You have to read it right now. Uh, uh, that was the video that you pointed out to me the other day. Oh, fair, I was fair enough. But trying like, to get that. I, I didn't think it would derail you like that, my bad. I'm, yeah, sorry. Uh, just trying to form a thought over here. Um, so, there have been occasions still of things not working, like case in point, Kyle Odom. 
Okay. A guy that a lot of people don't know about that shot Ted Cruz's pastor. Well, I think mm-hmm. It's not might not have been Ted Cruz. He's the pastor that spoke at the Ted Cruz rally in Iowa. Was shot six times point blank range. Is is alive as far as I know, still doing well. Um, Kyle Odom then was put on a no fly list and proceeded to hop on a plane from I believe Boise somewhere in Idaho and fly into Washington D.C where he was finally arrested on the in front of the White House gates as he was trying to climb the fence and threw a flash drive into and some sort of manifesto into the mm. White House lawn. So, I remember that. Yeah, so, and again, that's, that's just one. And, of course, to help make my point, I pick on the one. So I'm trying to be open here, you know, like right. saying, obviously, you can make the other side of this argument. But you look at... Things like the train, the, the train bombing seven seven. You look at every, just pick something that's happened in, in France in the last two years. Yeah, what did I say? Oh, you just said the train bombing seven seven. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, anything that's happened in France over the last like two years. Yeah. You know, Brussels. Brussels is supposed to be like big brother capital of the world. What happened in Brussels would be imagine like. A donut shop in a movie theater getting bombed in fucking Langley, Virginia. You'd be like, yeah. huh? Wait a minute. A, how does that happen where you guys are? And B, why did you blow up a freaking park when your actual enemy is four blocks away and you could have actually done some real damage? But, you know, what? Yeah. Neither, that's neither here nor there. But what I'm saying is these these things that were put in place to make us safer, they're, they're not working. No. They're not working the way they were supposed to work. And granted, you can say, well, there were all these times when they did work, but okay, and that's fair. All right, yeah, there's times that some of these measures, I'm sure, have stopped other things from happening. But we look at, you know, I use this point all the time with you when we debate 9-11 conspiracy. My whole problem is NORAD never missing an interception that entire year. They, They... they just completely shit the bed on the same day. Again, not their fault because they were on war games. They were flying over Alaska for some war game where the Russians had decided to invade Alaska. You know, they sent people from Carolina getting sent over to Texas. You know, they just, they were everywhere. Right. There's even, there's that footage of somebody saying... Glorifying uh, the nation for an invasion from that direction. Well, that, no, it's not mm. at all what I was saying. Well, I just meant with the placement of troops. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I thought you were trying to finish my sentence. And I was no, like, no, no. That's, that's not at all what the guy was quoted as saying. I mean, you essentially but... had everybody shifting in an arc out from that area. Yeah, well, and they even they were running drills where one of the drills that day was a plane getting was, flown into the yeah. Pentagon. And so there's the famous newscast of someone calling for interceptors. We need to get, you know, we need a couple F-16s scrambled. And the... The guy's response is, uh, is this real world or a drill? He's like, no, no, this is not a drill. This is real life. We need to, we're good about, we need to know what to do. And then he, you hear him say, uh, looks like everyone just left the room right now, so I'm going to have to get back to you. And then he's like, well, you better get to somebody because we got to make a decision here in about five minutes. And and that's paraphrasing, right. but that's kind of how it went down. And it's yeah. just, so to me, and I, I, didn't mean to bring it in full circle like that, but we started talking about hijackings, and when we when we looked at the number, right. I told you I told you when you brought this up, I was like, "There's no way I'm not going to be able to talk about 9/11 because I know you looked at almost all the other ones." Right. And and I, I knew well, and honestly, if let's face it, sorry to cut you off, man, but if if you grew up in this time period and don't have a, this like opinion of what happened, then you weren't paying attention. Which is very sad, right? Um, but so yeah, I I can I'll I'll digress from that. Uh, it just it's the anomaly. the The stat that I wanted to bring up was just the what was it? One in six and a half million. One in sixteen and a half million departures, or you know, one terrorist incident every. 11 billion miles flown. So 11 billion miles, that is a long distance. Yeah. 
So yeah, oh, 20, every 21 incident, every 27 million. And again, this is all, uh, I didn't crunch these numbers. Okay. I'm really, these, this is all off of an article on a website. So fair enough. Take that for what it is, but it's just one of those things where we're expected to believe this astronomical anomaly happened. And it was just all one great big fucking coincidence that it all happened to work perfectly. And the main, and I know I, I, I kind of went the long way around to say that, but I guess it's, what lets me stay keep an open mind towards your D.B. Cooper theory. Because right. even though when I look at this stuff, I don't think, you know, I, you know, I'm not like, oh, yeah, that's how I see it. I definitely think that's how it went. It's just you, when you look at some of these, you're, you know, and especially 9-11 is the big one where you're just like, well, man, there's a lot of stories that can't be answered. If you believe... So you can't, on one hand, believe that there's some weird stuff going on on one. Right. You know, or it, it brings them together. If I like if George Carlin's a... joke. I have one rule. Don't trust the government. I don't think that's <laughs> don't trust the... It's that's paraphrasing. And I also feel like George Carlin... I, I think said funny. a lot of more truths yeah, that, I, discount, that were discounted as jokes. Yeah, yeah I don't... I don't know necessarily that he was a comedian i think people just paid a lot of money to hear he was more of a satirist yeah um because a lot of times i mean a lot of times it wasn't even necessarily satire a lot of times he's just yelling at you or making fun of you yeah you're not there's a club they own everything you're not in it he's yeah there's not there's not satire there satire would be yeah having a play yeah it would be a play on it and and uh you know be sort of on the nose with it uh, in the opposite direction, we just sort of hyperbolic to the point where you're obvious, but he just flat out was open about it. Right. Like Gallagher squishing watermelons in your face. Watermelons of knowledge. Yeah. You having a technical breakdown over here? No, oh. no. Just uh, life. Well, I mean, stuff. should should we should we wrap this up? Do you, I'm, 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 you know, I think it's uh, it's the place to wrap it up. If you think so, I am I am fine with it. I think right. if if you want to wrap it up, the longer we drag it on, the more painful it's going to be. Yeah. At this point, now that we've mentioned it, people have probably switched to the next podcast anyway. Yeah. For anyone still hanging around, we want to say thank you and good night. Check out the rest of this YouTube channel. We had a big premiere Sunday. We've got some new shows, new material for you guys to listen to. And Lou and I will be back next Sunday with Nathan. Hopefully, he's still coming. We're going to be talking about Waco, Ruby Ridge, and a history of robot police. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, you didn't know they were real-life RoboCops. Well, you did now. Well, but yeah. You might not know how long ago they've been in play. About a decade? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out next week. I think about a decade. Nighty-night. <laughs>